Al, we are returning to a familiar world. Yeah, one that we both really like. One that we both really like, but in a different context. Different format. Different format. That is also true. Uh, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Amateur Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. This is episode 226. And we're going to talk about a a show I believe we've talked about before. I should have looked this up before we started. Yeah, I'm not sure. Have we talked about but it? But I, I, we have watched part of this. Before. Before. Yes. That much I, must, I am certain of. I don't remember if we talked about it or not. Ah, uh, I'm not sure either. Is the thing. We might have held off on it because there was more coming and then we didn't have it at the time perhaps are you looking it up or am i i'm looking it up i don't i don't maybe we didn't we need to at some point if we, we should have, at if some we point haven't. apparently we have not wild and look at us yeah i'm not seeing any seeing any matches yeah uh but we have watched uh the first Two episodes of the OVA of The Spoke, Rohan Kashibe, mm -hmm. which is the side story of Diamond is Unbreakable that takes place after the series ends and focuses more on Rohan and just some weird stuff that he gets up to. Yep, his shenanigans. There is there's the anime OVAs that they released first and like they've put out all of those, the current episodes that are available now on Netflix just recently. Mm -hmm. They dubbed those and everything. Uh, Very good. But... Late last year, they also did a live-action version of the series. They did three episodes. One has overlap with the OVA, and then two others that are adapted. One from one of these like spinoff side stories, and then another one that is in the actual collection itself, but just hadn't been adapted by the anime OVAs. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about today, because... I realized those were a thing. I think I might have heard that, like, hey, they were doing this, but it just kind of, it's one of those things where just it, you, you hear it and you know it, and then it immediately just kind of leaves because you just forget about things in general. Yeah, and I mean, it was also last year, and last year was kind of a train wreck. So That, that also is true as well. Yeah. Uh, so these aired at the very end of last year, December 28th through the 30th in Japan. Uh, there is no nothing about this that says, hey... We are going to be putting those out <laughs> over here anytime soon. Yeah, I I have huge doubts about that, especially because like we just now got the the OVA. anime on Netflix, and um, we still don't have any of the translated books. Yeah, so that's that is the thing. Um, so we kind of came into this like I think we. We are fans of the Diamond is Unbreakable live action film. Yes. So I was kind of hoping for something along those lines. But also, I think this series in particular, at least like this, the sub series, I guess you would call this, mm -hmm. really works in a way of like making like a mini series or like an OVA series where it's not as grandiose or bombastic as the main series is, where it's just ridiculousness over ridiculousness and on top of ridiculousness. Mm hmm. This, uh, Thus Spoke Rohan Kashibe is more, like, laid back in a way compared to the the main series. Laid back ridiculousness. Yeah, but it's also, like, more focused on just, like, mysteries and stuff like that. So, like, you can put out something that's kind of, like, slower paced, but also, like, works in a television format. You know what it kind of is? 
What's that? It's kind of like Jojo meets Yoka. Yeah. Wild. I can agree with you on that. Wild. And I think the way they adapted for television in this instance, I think, really works. Like, they're about 50-minute episodes per. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do add a lot of different things that are, like, specific for this adaptation that are not in the actual, like, manga version or the, the, the short story. So there is, like, a lot of uh, newer things that they are adding to this to kind of, like, make a flow of a story uh, compared to, like, how it actually is in, in reality where it's a bunch of just, like interstitched stories that kind of just like pop up here and there and even like the chapter order is all funky and everything um but here they, they kind of like try and tie things together because it makes for better television mm-hmm. and is able for viewers to kind of stick with it and everything and we'll get to some of that later on as we dive into this uh this series this adaptation won a galaxy award recently Ooh, galaxy galaxy no, uh, this is what that means. Not yet. <laughs> this says that since 1963, the Galaxy Awards honor outstanding programs, individuals, and groups with the hope of improving the quality of Japanese broadcast culture. With the hope of. The hope, yes. Uh, the association apparently selected the series because of its carefully selected art and direction to reproduce the original manga's unique aesthetics. The association also praised Yasuko Kobayashi's script which extracts the essence of the original work. Mm-hmm. And the association also gave special mention to Rohan's actor Issei Takahashi and Jugo's actor Mirai Moriyama. I think that's valid. Mm-hmm. Although I, I do think the gal should have gotten some recognition too because she makes great facial expressions. Yeah, the cast of this is very good. Like They, they really kind of like dive into these characters. Uh, the the guy who plays Rohan Issei Takahashi like really just nails that character. He nails it. Like he just really embodies him. Uh, I it, it does help that like there is a quote from him in this wiki article that I have that like he he basically says like hey I'm a fan. Okay. Oh, um, he says and I quote I never thought the day would come when I was able to play Rohan Shan, a character that I have loved since I was in high school. So I was deeply moved. During the filming, I was conscious of how much I could physically express something like the continuity of movement between the panels of the original manga. This is something that I've never done before in my acting career, so it was, it was a very enjoyable time for me as an actor. It was a real blessing to be able to discuss the design and details of Rohan's costumes with the staff over and over again. So, like, here's a guy who's like, yes, I I like this character. I want to play this character. I know this character. Which, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he really, really shows that he cares about this character. Like, he... Like I said, he really embodies him. He, he's yeah. able to pull it off. He's able to do like facial expressions. So you're like, oh yeah, I can see that happening. Like the the mannerisms are perfect. Legitimately, like it it it, it felt like if Rohan were a real person, it would be that guy. Yeah, and I think as well, like just with how like toned back like the this series is in particular, like they don't have to rely on like we need to do a bunch of CG and everything to create stands and all of this mm-hmm. um, because that just really isn't a thing in this. Like you do get a lot of heaven's door in this, but they, you don't see the stand or anything. It's just, let's make people's faces in the pages, which they actually do. I think a good job of like recreating that in a live action sense. Cause like you could think of like how that could be very difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, but it, 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 they are able to pull it off really well here. And I think that is a testament of like, why they're able to kind of keep doing it here and there, and, and they it looks do like they some. They did it with practical effects too. It doesn't look like it's CGI. It looks like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got like a book on their face. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I mean, like obviously the them getting like the the marks on their faces is CGI, but right. 
not that intense. Anyway, I cut you off. Sorry. I don't remember what I was saying anymore. So yes, we're talking exactly. about Heaven's Door and not having to rely on CGI. It was and cool. That they were able to use it like sporadically. It's cool. It was very cool. I really there enjoyed how they pulled that off. But yeah, like even outside of that, like there's not a whole lot of like stand stuff mm-hmm. in the like ancillary parts of this of the series. So. I don't even think they say the word stand a single time. I don't think they do either. I mean, they might say it like in other contexts, but not in the they, context. They do of stand. like there are parts where they kind of reference like what it is, but yeah. like there is no real like explicit ad- mention overtly saying like, "Hey, yes, stand stuff." You know. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I did make a joke, though, at one point about it. Jokes are good. I like jokes. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, like, the cast, I think, is real good and everything. Um, I think each episode is unique in its own individual way kind of like is able to really enhance like what this series is and like just how weird this universe is but also again it just it doesn't have to be just completely over the top like the original series is it can just be like here's this weird mystery that's happening i I think it really is able to lean on the fact that um diamonds unbreakable has a lot of the whole like slice of life going on in it Mm -hmm. and you kind of get that here too yeah, it's it's more pronounced, I think, in this because yeah. it's like you don't have to like there's no like big threat happening. It's just here's Rohan's life and he kind of gets into these weird situations and every now and then. Yep. And has to kind of figure them out with the use of his stand ability and all that sort of stuff. But for the most part, like you said, it's kind of like it's a it's a mystery drama wrapped up in the Jojo universe. That's like awesome. on its own, you could you could show this to someone on on its own merit and be like yeah this is jojo and they'd be like what are you talking about they would never know it's no JoJo. this isn't what are you talking no where's all the beefy men where's all the ridiculousness <laughs> you only get one jojo pose the entire series one one so yeah you want let's dive into these episodes let's do it here and i'll get into some like differences from each individual episode and all that sort of stuff um i feel like we'll talk about this the first episode later when we talk about the anime so we'll kind of briefly go over that but um if you've seen the the ova anime you will have seen this episode is the millionaire village where there is a villa out in the middle of the of like some mountainous area that has like no way to it or anything and it is up for sale for a very cheap amount, and all you have to do is go there and pass a series of tests, and hey, maybe you'll get to buy it or whatnot. Yay! But if you pa- if you fail those, think bad things can happen. For the most part, it is kind of like a a recreation of you know that original chapter and of the original OVA episode. Uh, but there is a bunch. I think a few added parts to this were like. I don't remember the burglary, but a burglary yeah, that's scene in there. In that, where like that's an extended part where there's like burglars who come and try and break into Rohan's house, and he's like, "Yeah, I just needed like live people to to learn to learn from and kind of get into the mind of a burglar." Um, I need one line for uh, yeah, my, my one shot. <laughs> so I'm gonna tie you guys up and have you sit in my house for a while until we do that. 
Uh, I love that he just left his door unlocked, hoping that somebody would try and rob him. (laughs) This makes total sense. Uh, He he meets his new editor this way, and then because she's like has to like she's going to bring him a bunch of like reference materials and everything. He's like, I don't eat it. Don't eat it. Please leave. And then she like stumbles. She stumbles upon them and is like, we should take them to the cops and everything. He's like, yeah, we'll do that once I'm done with them. They're like, we are working with him. It is fine. No problemo. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of like the first opportunity you get to see of like Heaven's Door and everything, like what how it works, how it operates, how he can read through people's memories and everything, how he can write stuff in it and overwrite stuff and make them do specific things. Uh, it's a good little explanation of like what his ability is and like how he's able to operate. It's also a good introduction to him as a person because they're they're trying to rob his house. They're they realized who whose house it is and he he says of like oh i used to read his manga he's like you used to read it huh that means not present what do you mean why did you stop reading it i need to know and like that that's really really like a plus it's definitely how he would react to that and like mm-hmm. instead of really worrying about why is this man robbing me and how do i actually get information for my manga he's like why did you stop reading this and then i can actually use that later for my manga he's just a weirdo he's such a weirdo he's like like, one of the weirdest characters in jojo canon and that's but uh, yeah but also like it's one of those things you kind of just know going if you're a fan you know going in like oh yeah this guy's weird as heck yep um but also if you don't know now you know this guy's a weird as heck yeah um i will say like there is uh and one of the anime OVA episodes there is a like direct like seeing of other characters from Diamond is Unbreakable and I think there's an episode where Koichi like even shows up throughout it yep. um this was, has has none of that nope. so basically the only character that you would know is is Rohan yep and that's it and not even so- like a reference to any of the other people no, so if like, but there was like, I think slight references. Well, yeah, like the dice thing is yeah, because he he definitely shakes the dice like thing like is this mm, yep is this an alien like there are specific references like that if you know if you know but like there are not like it, like they're not overt in a way that would be like oh what's Josuke doing yeah well like the same thing with the JoJo pose that he does in the the second episode like you wouldn't know exactly what he's doing there unless you. It's very subtle. No, it's very subtle. It just looks like he's doing a weird mm-hmm. thing with his body, and that's, you know, understandable given who we're dealing with here. Yes, exactly. Uh, we eventually meet uh, his editor's boyfriend. Who just Who just dumps sugar into coffee. Oh, my God. It's so much sugar. He's just, like, dropping tablespoons of sugar into his coffee, and I'm like, oh, my God, I like sugar, but I don't like sugar that much. I, uh-uh, uh-uh. Just that would make time. me vomit. And we joked that it was cocaine. Yep. Uh, and then eventually they go off to the, the villa to, to get it because the, the editor wants to buy it for to help with his new one-shot and everything. Uh, things go very poorly like they do in the anime OVA. Well, and also um, the boyfriend. This is the first time that he's actually like engaged and got excited about something. Mm-hmm. Excited in quotation marks. So she's like, oh, okay, I need to do this. So they go there, they meet the the small child who looks very creepy in this. We're just Super like, let's just creepy. put makeup over your eyebrows to make you even creepier. Yeah, I mean, like, the kid's creepy in the anime. They really nailed that he's creepy here, even though it kind of is dressed like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I'm Mickey Mouse. I'm Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to know I'm what that's 
I'm goofy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically the events here kind of like transpire the same way that they do in the anime OVA, except for like there's one small difference where um, when Kyoka gets the phone call, it's not her mom and boyfriend who get in the car accident, it's her boyfriend and the dog. <laughs> the dog. Which and basically just get run over by a car. In the episode, dog's like, I didn't get anything at this coffee shop. What is going on? Why aren't you giving me things? This poor dog. I'm going to leave. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Give the dog something at the coffee shop. It's true. Uh, and then Rohan's able to find a way out of everything, out of the situation. And everything's hunky-dory. By thinking about royalty. By thinking about racist royalty. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, they're... I don't want to get sued by the royal family. That is that is correct, yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, but essentially that first episode kind of goes the same way you would expect if you've seen the anime OVAs. Um, if not, I think it's a good starter episode and the stuff they add in kind of helps kind of help you understand what this character is, how weird Rohan is and everything, and just give you a good jump start into like what you're getting into essentially. It's fun. It's very fun. Uh, the second episode is the first one that... Is new to us. Is new to us. Both of the second and third episode are. This uh, This particular episode is adapted from the short stories, which are not in the, not a part of the manga collection, but a separate thing entirely, but still <laughs> in the same universe. If JoJo that makes weird. sense. <laughs> JoJo's so weird. JoJo is very weird. You are very correct. Uh, so yeah, this comes from the Thus Spoke Rohan Kishibe short story collection and was written by Ballad Kitaguni. Oh. So not by Araki himself, but by someone else, but also got the got the sign off for it. Nice. Uh, this is an interesting episode because like, again, I think this really plays into like how like it's it's very mysterious but also low-key in a way but also like has the most jojo-esque character in this entire miniseries yep uh with jugo yeah because he is just so over the top and ridiculous ridiculous uh like there is a scene where he meets up with rohan at a co- at a cafe and it is basically just the trope of an introvert having to deal with an extrovert. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I even mentioned to you when we were watching this, I was like, oh god, this is my nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely my nightmare. Like, he keeps coming across the table, he keeps, like, putting his arms on the table, he just keeps talking, even though Ron's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. We don't need to speak. I've met you once. Yes, we work in the same group, but, like, no, no. I don't need you. Please go away. He's like, nope, 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 nope. I don't hey, know. you want to help me? Help me out with this. I got, I got to figure out this new thing I'm trying to do. You want to, you want to tell me some good advice for this and everything? Is he's just all over the top and everything? Dude, but like, dude pays for his tea, and he's like, do you really think that that's gonna work? <laughs> uh, it, but he's a very charismatic in a way. Just like he, he really like just jumps off the screen at you with just how over the top he is. Yeah, and just how it's very, very good. Yes. Um. But he also brings uh, brings to Rohan this list of taboo words, which they very good as a goof. When Rohan is looking through it, they blur out all the words and phrase like the definitions for it. It's so good. <laughs> it's really dumb. That made me laugh. Um, but they get to like this final word at the end, which is uh, kushigara, 
And they're like, what does that mean? I've never seen that before. And they're both very perplexed by it. And Jugo basically like goes off and like gets very obsessed with it. He wants to understand what this word is. What does it mean? Why is it on this list? What is the context of it being on this list? Why Why is there no definition? Why is there no definition for it? Why like what caused this word to become taboo and everything? And there's nothing about the word at all. Like you can't figure out if it's like a dialect thing. You can't figure out if it's like a slang. An old word. Yeah. He couldn't juggle it. <laughs> he couldn't juggle it. They made a fake Google, which is very good. Very, very good. He's like trying to find it on the internet. He's trying to find through all these books and everything. And it all ties back to like there's a opening scene where you see this uh, research professor. professor who is also trying to figure out what this word is, and then he dies, he dies. in a very like bad manner. Let's say he, he he like screams the word and dies, and the poor security guard comes in. And it's like do 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 do. What happened here? Ah. It's very bad. Yeah. Uh, basically, like at one point, Rohan's in like a bookstore, just like you know, just looking around and everything. And then Jugo like runs in, like I need to find this because he's also like trying to like Rohan's also trying to like like let me see if I can look around and see if there's anything with this. But Jugo is like way in deep and everything. Yeah, because so, like, he, he had asked the bookstore owner, he's like, hey, you know, do you have anything about like older words or dialects or whatever and the bookstore owner is like oh man you manga artists are really into this stuff lately that's kind of weird mm-hmm. isn't it and the guy guy says hey i need to know if you've got any more books in <laughs> books books and it's like he just flings around the entire bookstore and rohan basically has to drag him out and be like what are you doing bro no bro bro stop Jugo like tells him like like oh man it's been three days like when have you last eaten oh you know three days like when i met you last and rohan's like it was a week ago. Dude. We we met a week ago. He's like, oh, huh. Anyways, do you want to help me find figure this out? Because I really need to figure this out. I'm desperate to figure this out. Um, Rohan basically like kind of tries to help it by just like taking him back home and being like, dude, you need to clean up. Like this place is a mess. But then he's like, Jugo gets way deep into f- trying to figure out what exactly what's happening. He also bought him a pizza. He, he literally like finds a pizza guy outside of the, the apartment complex and is like, hey, can you bring a pizza to this guy later? What Put whatever toppings you want on it. I don't care. Just get this guy some food. <laughs> Please. And the pizza guy's like, sure, I guess. Sure, that works. Um, Which, in, in the confronta- confrontation after the bookstore is where we get the JoJo pose for the record. Yes. Um, But yeah, he's like, bro, like you got you to gotta clean your, your apartment. You got to get your stuff together. I'm gonna get this pizza guy to give you some pizza. You you got problems. Anyway, I'm going home. Goodbye. Which basically leads to Rohan coming back to his house and uh Kyoka's there as well. And there's like he's trying to figure out what to do next. And she's like, Hey, what are you gonna do next? He's like, oh, I'm trying to figure it out. And then Jugo just like shows up at his house. In the back door. He just walks in the back door with a pizza box and was like, hey. I figured it out. He was in the pizza. It's Kucha <laughs> got a pizza. And then everyone's like, what? That No, that's not. That's what? No. <laughs> that doesn't. That No. So like he starts like attacking Rohan out of the blue. And Rohan's like trying to fight him off. And he's like, hey, you need to get out of here. It's better if it's one on one, right? <laughs> Please leave. 
So Kyoka like walk leaves the room and that allows him to use Heaven's Door to like open up fear like what's going on with this guy? Cuz they also like when he's like attacking they see like these like black worms or something in his mouth yeah. or, like in the back of his throat who are like saying the word and he's like that's weird. Yep. So he basically rummages through his memories and everything, figures out like his backstory and all this and then he's eventually got a really normal name. Yeah. <laughs> And eventually he gets to like to like some current stuff and it's got just the word Kushigara is like scribbled throughout all these like pages. And then eventually he opens up and like finds this like pow- black pouch. It's just like, like yelling it in different Kushigara, Kushigara voices. Like it's got yeah. like some lady voices, some deep voices, some regular voices. It's wiggling. It just keeps like repeating the phrase over and over. And like he, he keeps trying to like put like, hey, forget about Kushigara, but like it. The the, the, prohibited. the words that he's writing keep like fading away so he can't overwrite it that way and then he starts to panic like oh god basically this is a cursed word that you know transfers from person to person and whoever gets it becomes just obsessed with the word too much so much so that they basically just kill themselves trying to figure out what this word means but it doesn't mean anything it's not a word <laughs> It's nothing, but you will never figure that out once you become obsessed with it and everything. And so, like, we had found out earlier that his editor had, like, passed the word on to him to get mm-hmm. free of the curse and live in, like, a weird woodshed now. Yeah, because, but... like, the editor had, like, disappeared and no one knew what happened to him. But then they eventually find him and, like you said, what happened. Um, basically, Rohan finds a way out of this. He lets uh, Kyoka back in and he wakes up Jugo. And Jugo's like, why am I here? <laughs> what am I doing here? Where am I? Where am I? You're in my house, dude. This is my house. You came because you wanted some help. Now, please leave. He's like, oh, man, I feel like I've, like, taken a shower, I changed clothes, changed underwear. I feel so refreshed. This is amazing. But he also says, man, it feels like I've slept for, like, a month. Yeah. So he just leaves, and then Kyoko's like, what did you do to him? He's like, uh, I've learned some hypnosis. Yep. She's like, whoa, hypnosis, huh? Interesting. And he's like, please leave. <laughs> <laughs> I need to think now. But basically, then we after that, we kind of see like exactly what he did. He basically just like overwrites Jugo's mind. Like, forget everything you, you've, you've learned over the past month. Yep. So that rids him of the cursed word and everything. Um, we see like the next day he goes to like the bookstore and the bookstore owner is also freaking out about it. And he's like, gotta do this to you too. Forget everything about the last three days. All right, you're good. And he has, like, this kind of panic moment of, like, oh, God, who else? He could have spread that word to everybody. But also, like, most people probably think about it and then be like, oh, whatever, who cares? But there could be someone who, like, just attaches to it and becomes obsessed with it, too. Like, maybe I could and all this. Yeah, and he's worried, like, maybe it's already in my head Mm -hmm. and I don't realize it. Yeah. I think it's back home. He's just like. Nah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Should be careful with the words you speak, essentially. Yeah, which, I mean, like I said, good life advice. Good life advice. Uh, but that's basically that episode. That was a very good episode. Yeah, it's very fun. Uh, then we get to the final episode, titled DNA, uh, which this is adapted from... Episode 8, DNA, the seventh chapter of The Spoke Rohan Kishibe, which was released on in August of 2017. 
fun facts. I'm still upset that you told me that four cheese pizza is like cheese and mayonnaise in Japan. Yeah, that's that's all pizza in Japan. Well, most pizza, I should say. It's the most upsetting thing I've heard all day. It's very bad. Uh, this this episode begins with a car crash. It does. And we're just like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. And then they're just like, oh, here's a car crash. And then we get like six years later. And the lady that was in the car crash is like in her house. And she goes to check on her kid who is in a room that you, doesn't have a normal door to go in. It has a window blind. Yeah, it has a window, a pink window blind. That she pulls pulls up. And then the kid's in this like fort. And the kid's like, yeah. Because the kid speaks backwards. Yep. And also has two very different colored eyes. Yes. Kid's cursed. Kid's cursed. Demon kid. <laughs> You're like, look, it's you. <laughs> I did say that. Uh, for context, everyone, if you don't know, I, I was a demon child. And the fact that um, I think my eyeballs might have been too big for my head. I'm not sure what the situation was. But until I was about like five or six years old. My eyes were just entirely like dark brown, blackish looking in pictures. There were no whites to my eyes at all. <laughs> it's true. So anyway, that's the context of me being a demon child. Anyway. Demon child. Demon child. I was a demon. So yeah, demon child. Uh, we, we go to Rohan where, and he's with Kyoka. Rohan's just rolling dice. They're talking about like odds and miracles and whether that's coincidences and all that sort of stuff um this is where you get the scene where like he's rolling dice obviously as an homage to the dice rolling episode where him and josuke roll dice and that's how his house catches on fire and everything yep he takes one of the dice and like shakes it and like tries to listen in on it yep keeps shaking it um which is a good touch uh but kyoko kind of wants him to use his hypnosis powers on her boyfriend because she wants to kind of figure out like what's causing his mental block because he's like amnesiac after an accident that he had and he still hasn't really recovered from that and everything so she wants to like try and help him and figure out exactly like a cause for that and all that sort of stuff so he's like no i don't want to do that no please leave (laughs) so we get another scene of him putting two ginormous scoops of sugar into his coffee because that's how coffee is made I mean, to be fair, coffee is bad, and if you have to drink coffee, put as much sugar into it as you have to. Yeah, but like I said, I think that's an excessive amount of sugar, and it would probably make me puke. It's a lot of sugar. It's you are completely true. It's a lot of sugar. Um, Kyoka and her boyfriend, like, walk off, and then they run into Rohan randomly, and he's like, I'm just walking here. Yep. I'm walking here. <laughs> also, the mom and the girl are roaming around, and the kid's like, I'm a turn signal. Look at this look at this person here. Go left. Go left. They uh they walk past the the mom and the daughter walk past and the daughter grabs the grabs Kyoka's boyfriend is like Oh and then just eats him into a wall. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he bonks his head. They have to go to the hospital. Dang. Uh Rohan doesn't go with him at first. He kinda just like it's like, whatever, I don't care. And then eventually he shows weird. up at the hospital and is like, I'm going to stare at this kid. It was so weird. He's just like staring at it. He's like, how old's your kid? That is a kid under there, right? Mm, look at that. That's real weird. I'm just going to stare at it. Mm. Staring at this kid. And she's like, um, 
please stop. Excuse you. Uh, they learned that like the lady is an interior designer who had worked with the the publishing company that Kyoko works for and also the Rohan technically works with. Mm-hmm. They also don't tell her that Rohan's a manga artist, but it says like a hypnosis dude. And like they they say even in the middle of the thing, like, oh yeah, I was saying that so that like, you know, nobody would want your autograph or anything. But they're saying that in front of her. Yeah. And she, oh, you do hypnosis? I'm like you you just heard them saying that it was a cover, and he even says it's a very bad cover. Yep. <laughs> she was a little preoccupied. That's true. She, you know, was holding her demon baby. Demon, demon baby. Demon six-year-old. Uh, The boyfriend comes out and is like, hello, they said I, I had a brain still. Cool. I, I got to get more tests, tests though. And then the, the girl grabs him again. Hello. He's like, hello. And he's like, whoa, I have an arm. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> look, at the, look at this hand. Whoa. I grew an arm. arm uh, eventually, Rohan decides, hey, I should probably figure out what's up with this kid. So he goes with Gyoka to the, the woman's house and is like, hey, I'll help you with your kid. See what's up. Hypnosis. Yes. Uh, he uses Heaven's Door on the kid and turns the kid into a book. <laughs> she just turns into a book. A little picture book. A little picture book. And he looks through and he's like, this is weird. Anyways. And like the whole time that like that happened, we were just like, oh God, that's going to be really hard to explain. Like, sorry, I turned your child into a book. And he's like, he's reading the book and he's just getting more comfy in this little like, like, uh, plush fort. animal fort? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh yeah, let me get a little comfy here as I read this. Just got to lay down a little bit. Just lay down. Uh, eventually he's just like. Picture book. He's like, the mom's the reason why this is all happening. Yeah, there's other. You keep hiding there. your kid. It's real messed up. And then the kid's like, I'm out of here. Goodbye. And just turns invisible. Yep. And this is like the one time you kind of get a reference to like stands because Rohan's like, oh, she has an ability like I do. Yeah. But then they also never touch up on it again. Nope. <laughs> They're just like, eh, whatever. Which is when I made the enemy stand joke. Yes. So the kid turns invisible and just leaves and eventually finds his way into a park. And the... Uh, Kyoka's boyfriend's also there because he just left the hospital for whatever reason. And they're just like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey. Hey. And they start playing with each other. And that's when everyone shows up after they've been looking for the kid. They went to the hospital. Kid wasn't there. So they go just run around and find it at the park. Um, the kid's very happy. And also Kyoka's boyfriend's very happy. And they're like, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> They uh, they talk about how like uh the car accident at the very beginning of the episode was six years ago, but also Kyoko's boyfriend's accident was six years ago as well, and that he had to get a, an organ transplant. And both the the mom and her significant other that is now dead were also organ or organ donors. Mm-hmm. So they think, oh well, maybe the the dude who died has gave the organ to Kyoko's boyfriend and everything. Uh, the little kid runs off, nearly gets hit by a not, gets ran over by a not BMW SUV. Not BMW. And then Rohan just like, they're like all chasing after the kid and Rohan like takes a shortcut and is like, yoink. And he's like, like oh. my athletic manga abilities. <laughs> yep. He's like, oh, good thing I was here. And they're like, oh my God, that's good. Yay. Which is and hilarious. Then, like everybody's like, oh God, we got to go to your kid. He's like, oh, you could have just gone this way. It's fine. He doesn't actually say that, but. Basically, it's implied. Yeah. Um, 
so they're all happy and everything. He's like, I should probably get to the bottom of this. Let me use Heaven's Door and turn them all in the books. Yep. <laughs> so he turns uh, the child, the mom, Kyoka's boyfriend, and Kyoka all into books. Kyoka becomes a magazine. And a he's magazine. Like, yeah, I don't really need this. Let me put this to the side. Bam, non-factor. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> so he looks through uh, Kyoka's boyfriend's book first, where like half of it is like his original memories of like what happened leading up to the accident. There's a part in the middle that's all black, and he's like, that's real strange. Like, you should still get memories even if you're unconscious. But then he remembers, like, oh, he, he remembers hearing about how, like, the dude's heart stopped in the middle of what happened. So he's like, oh, this is what death looks like. This is what death looks like. And then the latter half of the book is, like, all, like, holed up and everything. And, like, like it's a different geez. color. And, then, like, it's just very bizarre and everything. But also he kind of like sees like, oh, there's something weird to this and opens it up and like it becomes like a pop-up book. Mm-hmm. He looks at the the child's book next and realizes it's the same thing. And then the mom's is also the same thing. And he puts them all together. And then he's like, hands. oh, oh, hmm. interesting. Uh, I did think it was interesting at one point, like. I don't. I don't know if it was before this or after this with the whole like coffee and like the this, eyebrows. This is after this. Okay. This is after. Um. But yeah. Basically, he turns them back after figuring it out and kind of lets them all go go and do their thing. So like Yoka's boyfriend and then the mom and child are all like just hanging out. He goes to get them juice or he gets to go goes to get her juice because she's like I'm thirsty. He's like okay. I'll and he can understand her every single time she's saying something. Like yes. He, he automatically knows what she's saying. Yes. He gets her juice and then he brings her brings back the mom coffee and it's the same coffee that her significant other always liked. The Jojo coffee. The Jojo coffee, yes. And so basically they kind of come to this idea of like part of the dude's soul became entrapped into Kyoka's boyfriend's body due to the organ transplant. And he also says like Oh hey, like you're doing the thing with your eyebrows where she scrunches it when she gets upset, and then he starts and she, scratching and he does his the, head. He does the the same tick that he that the other dude originally had. Yep. So yeah. That's and I was like, oh no, this is about to get real awkward. Yeah, that's the conclusion that Rohan and Kyoka kind of come to, and then he, so they're like they're at Rohan's house, him and Kyoka again, and there's like talking about the the miracle and uh coincidence conversation like from the very beginning of the episode and all that sort of stuff, and like. They kind of talk like, oh, she's like, oh, it's so romantic that his the the dude's soul found her again and everything. He's like, you know, you're taking this in stride for someone who just got dumped real well. Yep. She's like, oh, <laughs> I'm sad again. Also, this he's taking photos again, but they're like different, so I don't like them as much. So it's okay. Yay. They're all colorful now. Mm-hmm. And then he kicks her out. Yep. <laughs> she's like, please leave. I need to work. Get out. Shut up. Like, I'm coming back tomorrow. He's like, no. Here's your umbrella. <laughs> Get out. And then she leaves on the line of like, you know, bizarre things keep happening around Rohan Kashibe. Yep. And I was like, bizarre, you don't say. Good job. Yep. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I can, we're going to go through on manga and drama differences. It's like this is an episode of Jared Now Watch. Yeah. <laughs> There is a lot of stuff, basically, because they do make things very different. I do also appreciate, though, that they had the character do his manga hand stretches. Yes. That was really good. They do that twice. twice. Um, so this is, I think, just 
stuff they added in that's original content to this specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, uh, they made Kyoka's boyfriend fleshed out as Taro Hirai, a once-renowned photographer, and then they added a subplot around his amnesia. So all that stuff is original to this specific adaptation. Uh, in the Millionaire Village episode, they added the scene with the burglars, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then they also added an epilogue with Kyoka's memory of the events being altered and Rohan refusing to mention the village and his stories to not endanger his readership. So, like, he has to change uh, Kyoka's memory so, like, she doesn't remember what happened there. And then he's also, because she wants him to, like, make that into a story like, about the, the village and everything. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to do that because if they if I do, people will try and find it and I don't want them to go through that because I like my readers. And that's it. <laughs> Yeah, that was bad stuff. We don't want that. Uh, in the Kushigara episode, the the scene, the very beginning scene of the professor is is an addition, and also Rohan reading about it is an addition. But that's it. Hmm. Uh, in the DNA episode, instead of Heaven's Door usual ability, it shows Mao, which is the child, and later Mai, which is the mom, and Taro's memories by literally transforming them into picture books. In the latter scene, Kyoko also transforms into a magazine, although Rohan refuses to read her memories. Uh, also. In this, uh, the child is more withdrawn and has a hi- habit of hiding. This is explained as as the mom's constant effort to hide her abnormal features. There you go. Uh, references. Uh, if the closed caption is turned on, <laughs> <laughs> its text is formatted similarly to the original manga as well as jo- JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in general. For instance, Rohan and Kyoka often end their sentences with lowercase katakana. That's a very much a Japanese television thing that you're only going to get if you know that and also the Japanese manga. Wild. Uh, when Rohan turns one of the burglars into a book, one page of it mentions that he was at this, he was in the same class as Toshikazu Hazamada in school, uh, which is one of the characters from Diamond is Unbreakable. Let me see if I can give you something that will remind you of who this character is. I should he remember is, the name of the, the 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 version of the comic that they do here. It's it's not Shonen Jump. It's Shonen Jumbo. Is that what it is? Shonen Jumbo. Yes. Anyway, the character. Uh he's like a little turd character. <laughs> a little turd character. Yeah, he he debuts in episode seven, so he's like one of like the delinquent. Uh, dudes that Josuke runs into. Oh, he's the dude who makes um the doll. He has the doll stand that can like make oh. uh, copies of people. Oh, if you remember who that is, I do. Okay, that's who it is. So he this so one of the robbers went to school and was in the same class as that guy in school. Wild. Oh. Oh. Um. So also in this, he mentions that Hazamata ordered a mozzarella pizza from Tonio Trusadi, our favorite Italian man. Nice. And had it delivered to a test center. He was immediately called into the registrar's office. The burglar thinks about how a girl named Aya in their class should cho- should chose him instead of Hazamata while she still can. Huh. Uh, Rohan mentions that his manga Pink Dark Boys Part 8 has just begun serialization one month ago, referencing Part 8 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I made that reference yep. and I was like, that can't be an accident. Uh, when Ikkyo, the small child in the Millionaire's uh, Village episode, asked Rohan to leave the mansion after Rohan's right arm went limp, Rohan replies with his famous, but I refuse, quote from chapter 385 of Diamonds and the Breakable. Obviously, everyone's favorite chapter. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 
Uh, Chocolata's name appears on a book titled Chocolata's Operative Orthopedics in Kushigara, which is based on the real-life book named Campbell's Operative Orthopedics, which is a weird reference to put in as a Part 5 reference in a Part 4 story. That is a very weird thing to bring up, huh? Uh, in Kushigara, the pizza box that Jugo brings to Rohan's house is labeled Tonio Pizza after, of course, Tonio Trusadi. Mm-hmm. So he went to an Italian restaurant as well. Also, nice. I guess he, he's, he's franchised now. <laughs> he just makes pizza too. You know what? Good for him. Uh, one page of a newspaper in Kushigara mentions Yoshikage Kira. Oh. Why? Uh, you, know, you never know. The dude, that dude got caught. <laughs> yeah, but it would have been a years later. Yeah. Uh, a sketch resembling Noriaki Kakyoin can be found in a room in the room of Jugo's house with a pose that Kakyoin assumes in chapter 123. Sketches of of Zapelli and cars can also be seen. What? I didn't see that. Oh, that would have been cool to see. Uh, modifications. Here is your oh. overall modifications to the show. Uh, Heaven's Door stand form is never directly seen, akin to its appearance in Let's Go to the Manga Artist's House story arc of Diamond is Unbreakable. When Rohan turns someone into books, the type of pages differ for, depending on the victim. Kyoka's pages look like a f- fashion magazine, while Ikkyo's pages look like a refined book pages. Jugo's pages are a notebook full of scribbles. The word stand is never uttered and is replaced with the more generic term, gift. Ah. Uh, Kyoka takes more importance in the drama and becomes a recurring character, appearing in stories in which she was originally absent. Uh, the publisher of P- Pink Dark Boy is formatted as Shumeisha rather than the real-life uh, Shueisha. It's a very small change there. Uh, modifications to the Millionaire Village episode. Kyoka is presented as Rohan's new new editor and meets him for the first time at his house. When telling Rohan about the Mountain Village, he is also at his house rather than meeting him at a cafe. Uh, Kyoka's motivation for buying the villa is also to show moral support to Taro. Kyoka only commits two breaches, putting her finger into the teacup sandal and answering the phone. Previous breaches, like stepping on the edge of a tatami, are pointed out as rookie mistakes. Her breaches result in her and her dog and Taro being endangered. When Rohan turns Ikkyo into a book, his punishment is not Kyoka's death, but rather the loss of his right arm. Rohan turns Kyoka into a book and puts her to sleep for a while. Thus, he he has to eat corn with one hand instead of two, like in the original one-shot. He technically commits a breach, but escapes punishment because Ikkyo commits the greater breach in trying to make Rohan fail on purpose. Hmm. Uh, In Kushigara... They omitted Jugo's new editor. Instead, it is the old editor who gave Jugo the list of forbidden terms and sentences. Developed the, uh, they developed the character of Jugo's editor at a scene of him in a warehouse later on. The time skip between Rohan and Jugo's first and second meetings is reduced to a week instead of a month. Rohan's fight with Jugo is briefer, and Rohan doesn't actually strike Jugo. And the climax of Kushigar happens at Rohan's office in Kyoka's presence, because obviously she would not have been there mm-hmm. in the original. God, his house is so cool. It really is. I want that house. Even though we only see like one room of it and the engines. Yes. And it's obviously a very big house. <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, in the DNA episode, Kyoka's boyfriend, Taro, replaces the role of Obanazawa in the story. Whoever that is. He's a character in the DNA chapter. Aha. Uh, the original one-shot's plot point about sperm donation is omitted. Excuse me? The connection between Mao and Taro is changed into organ transplants from Akira to to Taro. So That's... this the Obanazawa dude is the biological father of of the the small child wow. in the original series. So I guess it's like a 
it's that's that's why. Huh. Wild. Uh, Obanazawa and Mai's husband Akira's quirk of opening canned coffee with her pinky finger as well as her habit of sticking their tongue out are both admitted, though Taro and Akira's mannerism of scratching their head with her pinky finger is kept. Instead, these quirks are replaced with Taro and Akira's preference for sweetened coffee. Uh, Yukiko Yamagishi is completely admitted. Instead, Mai and Mal pass in front of Rohan's group while Kyoka is introducing Taro to a coincidentally encountered Rohan. Rohan takes interest of Mal and follows Mai to investigate her daughter. Instead of Yukiko introducing Mai to Rohan, Kyoka pretends that Rohan is a hypnotherapist, which becomes the reason why she lets Rohan examine Mao. That's why he puts so much sugar in his coffee. Ah. He likes the sweet ah. coffee. I thought he was just being a freaking Galaxy weirdo. brain. Whoa. Uh, the character Tomoya is omitted, which I think is supposed to be like Mao has like a sibling. Uh, and they added Mai's fear that her bloodline may be subject to the fate of having tragic accidents. It is explained as a mere coincidence. So there you go. Ow. Exactly. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. Don't. No. 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 Ow. <laughs> he, he hit me. Loki, Loki, you're not allowed to hit yet. He's like, ah, oh, it's the end of the episode. Time to hit. <laughs> Smack. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 all the differences and changes and modifications and additions and subtractions and uh, multiplication and division that is included in the live action version of the Spoke Rohan Kishibe. God, I w- I wish there were more of this. I would definitely watch it. I hope they make more of this. That I would hope be so too. fun. Like, hopefully winning an award makes them be like, maybe you should do more of this. I mean, they have enough material to adapt more episodes. Yeah. Like, I think them making Kyoka a bigger, prominent part of this miniseries helped because, like, having her and Rohan kind of, like, just bounce off each other as, like, this weird duo, I think, helps the overall story. It just It's yeah. very fun yeah. just to see them both just interact with each other. Um. And, like, it would be fun to see some of those other chapters or, like, even other parts of, like, the the short stories ad- adapted. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, there's obviously a lot of stuff that you could do. So, like, why not? I would love to see it. Yeah. I enjoyed this a lot. It was a, it was a lot of fun. And especially, like, if the dude really, really likes Rohan as much as he seems to, like, he would probably be on board to do more. Yeah, absolutely. I still can't believe he's 40. Yeah, dude's old, but he doesn't look hey, old. Hey, hey, hey! 40's not old! Well, like, okay. He is old for this character. Yes, because Rohan would have been 27 in this part of the story. And mm-hmm. dude is definitely not 27. No, um, but does not look like he is 40. He does not look 40. Um, But I, I was just like, I, I googled him. I'm like, whoa, you're 40? That's not 27, but... He really, he really pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah, like I, I agree. I, I hope they eventually do more of this because that would be a whole lot of fun. You know, the one big, big bummer about the whole thing, minus the fact that there might not be more of it, is uh, the lack of finding the truth because that song freaking rules. But yeah. Instead, we just get very bizarre. The music's so weird. The music is so weird. It reminds me, and I mentioned this in it, like, 
it reminds me of the basement music and the Resident Evil one like director's cut. It's just yeah. bizarre. <laughs> it's such weird music. That's what there's I'm talking a, like, about. One point where I was like, oh, piano. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is like the one time that the piano actually sounds like a normal piano. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, it's just the weirdest music. But yeah, that was a big bummer. I was like, oh, man, I, I do miss Coda for this, this instance here. But yeah, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad you came up with this idea. I am also glad I came up with this idea. Yeah. I, I saw this. Um, I will say that like the the uh, the composer for the soundtrack um, also did uh, the Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt soundtrack, and a lot of that soundtrack is like experimental jazz, <laughs> where it's just like all over the place. But it works really well for that series. I mean, this um, works really well for this series too. Yeah. So, but like, so like, what I'm saying is like, this guy has like a, a knack for making weird music. Yeah, makes sense. And this, uh, there are some parts in this where just weird music is definitely a thing. Yep. But yeah, hopefully yep. they make more of this and this does not go the same way that the Diamond is Unbreakable live action film did where they did one part and they're like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> We're good. Real big bummer, especially because like anybody who's listened to us knows that Diamond is Unbreakable is our favorite part, so... Like, more Diamond is Unbreakable content is a plus in my book. Absolutely. I say as I am under a blanket of Josuke. As you do. As you do. Uh, we will eventually, I think, come back and talk about the anime OVAs, because apparently we have not done that. I don't know how or why. Maybe we did, and I just couldn't find it. I couldn't um, find it either, so. So it's a true mystery, I guess. Plus, we got a dub to talk about. Yeah, we have a dub talk about. There's a couple more episodes that I haven't seen, so we'll talk about all those at a date in the future. But for now, uh, this live action version is real good. Real good. And so a whole lot of uh, it was a whole lot of fun. Yes, yes. But that's going to do it for uh, this time and this episode. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool is where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like our good Jared and Al Watch podcast. You can learn all about shows that we have watched and just fun, dumb stuff that we do in that. Um, columns and reviews are on the site as well. If you want more from Anne Ladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. You can buy our books, One Shining Moment, A Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pack Band on Amazon.com. Yay. Follow... Follow us on TikTok, obviously, at Anime Checkup. Hey, the the, the the youth seem to like the TikTok. Oh, no, I just thought it was funny. You're like, obviously. And they seem to like 30-second anime reviews on the TikTok, so. Good for them. I mean, I average, like, 150 to 200 views per thing on there, so. That's amazing. That's real weird. I don't get, I don't get it, but sure. Good um, job. Also, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. Buy us a slice of pizza. Get access to unedited versions of the podcast, bonus episodes, all that fun, good, good stuff. <laughs> Next week, we'll talk about something. Maybe we'll have something finished and we can talk about something big that we've kind of been in the works for for a little bit. Or it'll be something else. Tomorrow. Who knows? Who knows? But we'll figure it out and deliver it to you. Yep. Next week. Yep. For the first episode of May. Oh, God. Oh, God.